what is up salsa slobbering strangers <laughs> salsa <laughs> that was all i could think of what was your what was your suggestion was sadistic sadistic i don't think any of our strangers or are sarcastic st- definitely we definitely have we, def- sarcastic we have sarcastic strangers. ones but i yes. don't think we unless we have sadistic ones and we, might. we don't know we could what if one of them was a serial there's killer? at least uh <laughs> you didn't like that people idea, wonder why i don't talk about where i live <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the strange sessions as always i am your co-host kurt and i am joined by my glimmering co-host <laughs> krista glimmering glimmering's a glimmer's a big word you're gonna hear that a lot in this episode oh, okay uh how I are see. you i see what you did there I'm okay. How are you? You got your Sasquatch hat on. I, I do. got my Mothman, Mothman hat on. We're representing. We are represent. We are cryptid representing today. We here are. I've got str- Willie next to in me. This strange seller. Hey, by the way, <laughs> if you don't want to listen to the chit chat at the beginning of this episode, which just, we don't blame you for, we don't blame you. Check the show notes. Kurt has posted the timestamp of when the actual topic starts. Oh, we were supposed to make our tea. I I thought of it, and I okay, we'll do it next so, time. So real talk. I woke up at two a.m. and I have a headache. So. <laughs> Let's just say I didn't make the water. She did for wake up tea. at two a.m. I was watching through the window. Uh, <laughs> just oh, kidding. She's tossing it is, and turning. It is again. way too cold out there for me to be it lurking It is way outside. too cold. It's it's surprisingly. I just wore my sweatshirt out. Spring and I was like, in Wisconsin. Holy crap! It's cold. It's gonna be zero degrees tonight and fifty degrees tomorrow. Yes, yeah. that's just how this we do it here. This is gonna be our weird part of the year where you never know what to wear. <laughs> could get a foot of snow, or, or it could be could, seventy. Or you get sunburn. One of one <laughs> yeah. of the two of them. Oh, Anything goodness. new and exciting in Christaville? Uh, I don't know. Looking forward to my to graduating. That's happening in May. I'm excited about that. Looking forward to coming home from work and just not having to do anything. <laughs> that's all. That's <laughs> what I do. Not having to do math for like yep. two hours. <laughs> that's what I do. I come home from work and don't do anything. Ugh. Work's been crazy. The kids are crazy. Everybody's it's been, probably got spring fever. It's been nuts. And then, uh, I don't remember if I even told this story. I know I've told the original story about the old guy crawling out of my, when I saw that weird old guy looking thing crawl out of my bathroom. If you've never heard that story, go way back to our personal experiences episode. Season one. Because that story apparently scarred a lot of people seeing the old guy <laughs> crawl out of my bathroom. Don't listen to it at night alone. But, you know, and I said he had this black and blue plaid yeah. flannel shirt on. Mm-hmm. And my friend Brooke was convinced that that thing was like some demonic force mocking me showing me how i was gonna die yeah. or that i was gonna die alone in the bathroom or something like that and uh that's a way to go you know last was it last year two years ago i was at a thrift store and i bought a flannel shirt got home realized it was the black and blue flannel oh my shirt gosh. and my students did heard, i know this i don't know if you did or not weird okay but my students heard, what some of them listen to the podcast and they heard about that story yeah and so now when I wear that shirt to school, which I do, they call it my death shirt. Everybody's oh like, Mr. K, you have your death shirt. And some of them get so mad that I wear it. Oh, that's funny. And I said, I'm okay wearing it to school, but I will not wear it on the drive down here. Mm, just in case. Because whatever that thing was that crawled out of my bathroom had a broken back. Right. And that makes me think about a car accident. So I refuse Take to- Take it off when you get home, too. I refuse <laughs> to wear that, but my students get so mad. I walk into class and they're like, Mr. K's got his death shirt on today. So Very that's, that's, that's my death shirt. Hell yeah. Uh, but Heck yeah, yeah things, things are going nuts at school. But it's getting at a time of year where the kids are getting really comfortable with each other and being naughty and mm. whatnot. Just just in time for school to let out for some I've way. had like an insane... What time does school go till? I mean, not June, time. June, June 9th. Okay. okay. I've had an insane amount of synchronicities really? lately. Like off the charts... And I feel like both of these, like our topic today is kind of one, 
because we have talked about this in several different episodes, but I never realized that this creature or thing or person has a name that oh. people call it. So that was kind of weird to me that we've been talking about this. And I, I was always like, I wish this thing had a name. And then all of a sudden it does. <laughs> Allegedly it but does. But my side session, I actually contemplated not doing because... Before I started it, none of this stuff was going on that is going on now in the world. Oh, sure. So I, I still am wondering if we should not do it, but also... We can talk about it. Well, we can, we'll do it. Uh, the word that you can save it under is red, so you can mm. imagine what that has to do with. Yeah. But it's, it's, I still want to do it because I have no backups yet for... You know, we're caught up with our side mm-hmm. sessions. We don't have any in our back pocket. No, I'm working on the one for the next episode but so we're gonna do it and i if it's insensitive or whatever i don't mean for it to be but i started this topic long long before this was going on and it involves a crush so (laughs) it was completely innocent and started from there so just letting you know so yeah shout outs uh we have two and Two. I, I that's be- it, huh? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's fold this thing up. <laughs> you know, we have done. like 800. I think we now have like exactly 800 followers on Instagram. Let me look at that number. I peeked at it the other day and I was like, yeah, we have exactly 800 followers. We get lots of emails, but that's companies wanting to, us to sponsor them or something where they're always like, hey, Strange Sessions, really liked your latest episode. And, I'm and like, then they actually, sometimes they actually give the title of so, the episode. Yeah, so they, they go the extra mile and they actually look up what the title was of the last episode. But then they'll say something like, we think you'd be a great fit for our um, platform about business, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, really? <laughs> yes, we definitely would fit because in there. we are professionals. <laughs> yeah. We are world famous apparently, but. Sure. So shout outs. Okay, I'm ready. Such a professional podcast. Chris is playing around on her phone. I'm drinking my I coffee. I was telling you how many followers. This we first have. one I think was a member before because this name sounds so familiar. Jennifer Brogdon Howell. I wonder if she was a member before and then came back, or it was re- like, I'm done with these guys. <laughs> and like, okay, maybe they're not so bad. Now she'll be gone again. And then and the she's itch, like, she got the itch. Yeah, she'll be. She'll come back. She's like, no, they are that bad. And then she'll cancel again. Yeah. And Christy Pushak. 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 So thank you guys, Kirsty. I love the name Kirsty. Kirsty. Like Kirsty Alley. Kirsty Alley. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much for joining. I'm Do trying it. not to squeak my thing, but I need my microphone. You need WD forty for that. Probably. Why do you move your microphone so much during the well, show? Well, because I like sometimes I like to sit forward, and sometimes I like to sit back. Well, the don't. microphone's got. <laughs> don't. Move. We need those fancy ones that hang from the ceiling. See if yeah. Jim can come down here and rig this up so they hang sure. from the ceiling in front probably of us. Probably could. He he would too. We probably have the money in our PayPal to do it <laughs> from our do. listeners. I always forget about our PayPal. I you, do too. You deal with all that stuff. Hope people liked our last side sessions about KFC. Finger licking good. About KFC. Did not go to KFC after that. Good. I'm like proud. I'm questioning the whole mm-hmm. like going to a chicken chain thing mm-hmm. because they're so cruel. Agreed. Um, taste test. We got a couple today. The first one is Hold on. From... We got to get the camera going too then. Oh, yeah. We can talk about it before we set up the okay. camera though. The first one is going to be from my cousin's daughter. Okay. I believe she got us these when they were on trip. Oh. Uh, a trip where? I think Florida. Okay. Florida. 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 Did I say it weird? <laughs> I don't know. I usually just say Florida. Oh. Is that weird? I, I skip a whole. I don't know. I say Oregon weird. It's or, it's Florida. supposed to be Oregon. Florida. I say Oregon. Or, I think it's supposed to be <laughs> I'm Oregon. questioning everything. <laughs> so like I said, the or, the Strange Florida. States Oregon episode will be last because I always get 
people complaining about how I say it. Yeah, I don't. People, I don't pronounce say the. We, uh, people think we say bag and garage funny. That's cool. Get I'm okay with it. Let's get the camera going. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Are we back on? We're back on. Hello, people. This first one, I believe, is from Cora. That is my cousin's daughter. Okay. I know this is going to be good. I don't think there's anything funky in here, and I love this stuff. It is oh. ta- old Florida treats. Citrus assorted taffy. Ooh, exciting! Are you a taffy fan? I yeah. I mean, I don't eat a lot of stuff like this. If it had chocolate, you know me. If it had chocolate yeah. on it, I'd be into it. I don't think there's anything weird okay, flavored, so I'm thankful of that. I feel very scrunched in here. I'm gonna show it to the camera. Oops! Oops! Apparently, I have a hat on, so my phone doesn't recognize me. <laughs> I do have a hat on. That's not allegedly, but I'm just saying. Okay. Let me take a picture. I love good taffy. This is actually like the colors are really pretty. Okay. What are you going to take? I'm going to take a green. Okay. I will take, whoops, this peachy orangey color one. Let me take a picture. I love taffy, but this is stuff it's hard for me to have because I will eat so many of them at one time. Okay. So are they different flavors? They must be. I believe Citrus so. Assorted. So yours is probably lime, I would guess. Yeah. Oh, it smells good. It smells like lime. I think mine is okay. lime. What the heck? I can't even get a piece of taffy open. My mouth is watering already. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. That's lime. Oh, that's really good lime. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Mm, it's really good. I'm just trying to figure out, is it orange? Mm. Dang, this is good taffy. Mm-hmm. It's like really creamy. It is. Once you get past the, you got to soften it up. Mm. Mine almost tastes like. I'm having one of yours. It almost tastes like a, um, orange Julius. Yours is yellow. I love orange Julius. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's this yellow in the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think mine was yellow. Mine was white. Oh, it totally tastes like an orange Julius. Mm-hmm. That's yummy. That's so good. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Cora. Mm. Thank you. Wow. I'm put those right over mm. here by my spot. I give it a nine out of ten. Uh, yes, nine out of ten. Delish. This next one is from Norway. It's got Smurfs on it. Smurfs. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Let me take a picture. That's cute. Which Smurf is that? Let me see. I don't even know. Oops. I keep hitting my microphone. That's the one that has the mirror, and he's like super vain, but I don't remember what his name is. And there's a, a guy on a bike on the back. A Smurf. Vain Smurf. Oh. They're like... Vanity Smurf. Well, these are like cute. Look at. Oh, they're like little gummies. Here, I'm gonna take a picture. They're different colored, like little. I don't know if they're gummies or do they look like flowers? Yeah. Or are they Smurf heads? <laughs> I keep hitting my microphone. With my hat with my face. They're Smurf heads. Smurf heads. Yes. I can't see that. <coughs> huh. Look, you can see like when the nose, it's like a profile of the Smurf oh, face. Okay. Oh yeah. 
We're eating Smurf heads. We're eating Smurf heads. Are you just grabbing a bunch? I'm going to do one, one? first okay. to see. I'm going to do the green one. I'm going to do the red one. Ready? Yep. I don't get any. F- I'm gonna oh, there it's coming through. Very subtle. I can't decide if we're supposed to chew on this or not. It's like really hard to chew. It's like not hard enough to be suck candy and not soft enough to be chewy candy. I mean, I'm getting through it. <laughs> we're both very puzzled by this it's one. It's weird. It's like a mixture very, between it. Mm-hmm. it. It's almost like a gummy that got stale. Yeah. And maybe it did. I mean, we've had these for a while. And it's just in a cardboard box. I'm going to give it like a six just because I can't decide if I like the texture and they might have sat too long. I'm going to give it a seven because I really like the way the flavor comes through after. At first, it's just like chewing wax or something like that. Then all of a sudden, the flavor starts to come, Mm -hmm. like creep through. It is like wax. Hmm. Yeah, seven. Okay. I like it though. Even after you've chewed on it for a while, it's still a little bit like wax. Yeah. Weird. Weird, but good. <laughs> Weird. Hmm. I'm putting this one back in there. That was lemon. I had lemon and I think lemon and lime. Yeah, mine are fruity, but I can't really discern. Mine was lemon and lime. I might have gotten watermelon or something. But it's a consistency that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I prefer it to be one or the other. Not yeah, both, either not, chewy or not hard. Not both hard and soft. <laughs> and, of course, from our box of Mexican candy from Dominique. Oh, man. Suckers. Okay. Are they going to be spicy? Probably. Probably. You're going to taste like tomatoes and be spicy. It's going to taste like tomato or like figs. Figs, tomatoes, and spicy. I can handle figs. It's Wow, putting mini... two of those Smurf heads in my mouth. Those just aren't like going away. I'm chewing and chewing and chewing. Mini palatita frutita. I think that means small fruit sucker. Sure. I, this like it's not even going away in my mouth. I can't get rid of this oh, Smurf head. Swallow it. It smells like it's got that smell. weird. It's got, but I, it's, it smells like spicy. They have like one ingredient they put in everything. <laughs> it smells spicy. Ready? No. Oh. Tastes like banana. Is it banana? It tastes like banana. I'm not getting any spice, but no. there's like an off. It has There's that, always an undercurrent of something. Under, it has that undercurrent of tomato. Mm-hmm. Or something acidic. I don't know if tomato is the right word, but. Like fig, like figs. It's all, everything we've had a on little it bit. tastes like spicy, figgy tomatoes. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> it's a good band name if anybody ever wants that. Spicy, spice, figgy, spicy tomatoes. figgy tomatoes. <laughs> I like this. It's not bad. I mean, I'm not a fan of like hard candy, but but it's, it still has that. It's probably the best Mexican thing we've. Ever it's, it has that undertone. Although of I think something. we've had chocolate that yeah. was really good. It has a weird undertone. I'm gonna give it like a four. I don't really like banana a four. flavored. I'm gonna stuff. give it a seven. I just don't like banana flavored stuff. I like bananas, but I don't like banana flavored candy and stuff. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. We I'm good? just waiting for some spice to come and kick me all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, it's probably in the not. middle. It's, it's probably, <laughs> probably got jalapenos like, like in the middle. Reaper, Ghost peppers. A re- reaper pepper in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we're back. Okay. For reals. All right. Hi. 
Are we back? Yeah, we're back. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> hi, everybody. <laughs> I was just getting myself all situated after Chris and I are both getting shocked from our, yeah. Tis the season. our equipment. Hopefully, I don't die recording the podcast. Yeah, that'd be... You don't have your black and... My death shirt. This is death, death shirt, shirt on underneath nope, I got my usual, my Johnny Cash sweatshirt and my... Oh, my dazed and confused. My, my no, dazed. is it L I V I N? Is L-I-V-I-N. that L-I-V-I-N. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, my dazed and confused T-shirt. Love it. And next, we have a huge, huge gift from my cousin Shayna. This thing is like big. It's like big. Corey dropped it off a couple days ago. So I'm gonna take the envelope. Okay. Krista is gonna read the card. Shayna, thank you so much for whatever this is. It's big, and it. Corey says we're going to love it. Corey knows what it is. Corey's got the inside scoop. Bigfoot stole my beer. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Bigfoot stole my curds. Oh, he better not take oh, my curds. Oh, these are cool. We'll Should we open we'll... the package first or read that first? Because um, it might give away what's inside the package. Not really. Okay. okay, so Kurt and Krista, congratulations on season six of Ooh. The Strange Sessions. Thank you, Shayna. Here are some things for The Strange Seller. Sign is designed by Shayna and made by Phil and his students at Appleton East High oh, School. Oh, that's so cool. Stay strange, Shayna. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, I got to take a picture of these. I love those. And then they're going to go on the... Our boards over there are That's so little... cool that they had students do this. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't even imagine what this is. Are we going to need Jim? I think this is going to be something Jim is going to have to put up in a prominent spot. We'll hang these up later. Okay, are you ready? I am ready. You said something like moved around in here, right? Yeah, so there's a couple things in there because okay. something shifted. Sorry, I'm going to be out of microphone range. Yeah, Krista's, 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 Krista's making, she is making faces as she's opening it. I can't. Oh, I bet you it's in between the. I can't really tell. So, do we? Are we supposed to? Like, cut it carefully on the top. So the duct tape needs to come off. Is what yes, it. because that's like that. A... It's gonna be like a a picture or a sign or something. A that's so cool. <laughs> Take a picture of the Bigfoot thing too. Yeah, don't cut whatever's inside. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> come on. Okay, wait. It's stuck. His toe is stuck. That is so cool. Oh my goodness. That is awesome. I am so excited. Hold it up. I'm going to take a picture. That is so cool. This is amazing. Okay, how... Hold on. I got to figure out a way I can take a good picture. I'm going to actually put it on the floor. I love that. It's metal. Oh my gosh, you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is going to be like perfect on our wall. This will this will actually make it the studio. What does it say on the back? There's a sticker on the back. Yeah. Is that cool? So. That is so cool. That that is so awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. And to everybody that worked on that from the class, thank you so much. 
You guys are amazing. We love this. This is going to get a prominent spot here on our wall. Yeah, it's going to have a really good spot. Because this is going to be kind of, this is what I think is going to make the studio. Do you think it should go like right above where it is? Between the windows above the couch? Yeah. That's the perfect spot. I like that. His head will go right there. This is so awesome. We have to name him too. Yes, we do. I'll okay, leave that we'll up to you because it. you're good with the naming stuff. Thank you so yeah, much, thank you, you guys. Thank you so much, you guys. This is awesome. This is did, crazy. did we take enough pictures of it that we can post pictures of it? Uh, probably not. I will take more okay. before we. Uh, oh my God, you guys. Leave. Thank you yeah. so much. This is incredible. We don't even know what to say about this. I can't believe this. people took the time to make I know. that. It is a big. It's got to be a, it's it's, a metal. It's like two feet tall. It's a yeah. big metal Bigfoot. silhouette of Bigfoot and. Carved out of it on letters is the strange sessions. That's crazy. That is so awesome. Thank you so much, you guys. Wow. We love this. I can't even. You guys are the best. Oh, spoiled. We that, are spoiled. We are spoiled. That is this so is cool. incredible. Oh, thank you so much, you guys. He's amazing. Got to come up with a name. Yep, I'll think about it. Okay, thank you. Whew. People are so nice. To it us. is like Christmas. So seriously, thank you so much for the metal Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I mean, I'm always a little jealous when I see people with that in their yard. Not that I would put it in my yard, but I love it. I'm a little jealous when people use like skills to do stuff because I, I have none. But now we have one for the studio and it's amazing. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. Cool. Uh, jump into the topic. Yeah, let's do it. Um, um, um. So uh, this is something that we have talked about in the past. Uh, it came up, it, we talked about it kind of extensively in one of the Missing 411 episodes. Hmm. We've mentioned stories about this in other episodes, and I mentioned being fascinated by this. And at the time, I didn't know it actually had a name. You know, the phenomena had a name. But what are we going to be talking about today is uh, the Glimmer Man. And I hate the name, The Glimmer Man, but that's kind of what Sounds like a terrible... It was an 80s movie with Steven Seagal, who was was pretty much a creep in real life, if you read stuff about him. Uh, So a lot of people... I feel like we're finding out everybody's a creep in real life. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think you and I are creeps (laughs) in real life. No, we're not, but we're not famous either. We're We're just normal people. We're kind of world famous. We hang out in my basement and talk about stuff. That's true. Um, But if you do a lot of... I just think this was a poor name. Because if you do searches for the Glimmer Man, the first thing you're going to come up with is that Steven Seagal movie from the 80s or 90s or whatever. But the Glimmer Man is kind of what it's been dubbed. There's a a subreddit for it where people talk about stories about the Glimmer Man. But basically, uh, what the Glimmer Man is, and we have talked about this, is a creature or a cryptid or a person that is able to cloak itself like the predator mm-hmm. in the movie. I do remember touching on in this. the movie predator because one, yeah. one of our episodes we talked about was a camellio that they're working on like a camouflage mm-hmm. outfit and some people postulate I use postulate I didn't mean to use fancy fancy words but some people postulate that what is going on with the missing four and one stuff is some kind cloaked of military yeah. figures or creature that is able to cloak itself mm-hmm. but we've talked about this a lot on the episode it's also known as a translucent humanoid being but doesn't really roll off the tongue no, like, like the glimmer, the man. glimmer man. <laughs> you know, we got the, you got the hat man you have uh, slender man shadow people you have slender man or you Slenderman. have uh, the grinning man so mm-hmm. you have to have the glimmer man okay so basically the glimmer man is something that is able to camouflage itself but not perfectly because people still see it right they see the outline like the predator of it. right and that's what's weird is that uh we'll talk about it at the end i'm just to jump into a couple stuff a couple uh stories stories about it but this is gonna episode is gonna mostly be stories i'm excited be- about because that, there's not really 
There's lot, not a lot of facts a about lot of the Glimmer facts Man. About the Glimmer Man. <laughs> Mostly theories and stories. I'm but sure. you know, this came up first time that I think we talked about this as one of our missing four one one episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh there's part of an interview here where he was on, I believe, Coast to Coast okay. with George Knapp. Mm-hmm. And George Knapp said in the interview, You have a couple of other outlier cases. I mean it's hard to pinpoint what's responsible for these disappearances or abductions, if you want to call them that. But you have a couple of other cases where people report really strange things. For example, the chameleon effect was a case. Bruce McAbee's wife reported seeing something that sounds like it might be related to this. And we talked about that in one of our Missing 411 episodes. she took a picture? Yes. Okay. Where you can see her hair. Yes. And we, we, after we talked about it, we said we believed it was just like the sunlight filtering mm-hmm. through the trees. Yeah. But her story is kind of what spearheaded this whole glimmer man movement okay that people believe that there's some creature Something that cloaked. can cloak itself okay but that's kind of where it came from and then david politis who wrote the missing 411 books said in response to this he said so i usually don't give these kinds of stories much credence 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 clearwater revival <laughs> but bruce maccabee retired physicist from the navy is the epitome of integrity i saw a story that he wrote about his wife going into the woods she was an archery hunter And she was sitting in a blind and she saw something in a tree 50 feet away. And she said, Dave, the best I could describe it is almost like you had something in your eye or you're looking through a piece of saran wrap at a distance. Hmm. And she said you could see it reach from one tree to another tree, grab that tree and then slowly move away. And she said that it lasted maybe 30 seconds. And she goes, I don't even know what I was seeing. And she came back home and told Bruce, her husband, what she had seen. And he said, hold on a sec. He grabs the movie Predator, puts that on, and goes, see that in the tree? And she replied, oh my God, that's exactly the effect I saw. Not the definition, but the effect. That's unsettling. It is. Because you don't know what you're looking at. No. Should I be scared? You're just seeing a a shimmery movement. If you haven't seen the movie Predator, there's clips on YouTube of what the creature looks like when it's cloaked. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you can't completely cloak it in the movie or else you're not going to see where it is. So it's got like this weird distorted kind of cloak. And that's what the Glimmer Man has. So where I got most of these stories from is Lon Strickler's website called Phantoms and Monsters. Okay. Uh, that has a ton of Glimmer Man stories. But there is also a subreddit called The Glimmer Man where people are telling stories. This is interesting. I had no idea this many people had no, and some of these thing. Some of these are crazy, but okay. some of these might be crazy you know you it's reddit and it's reddit it's reddit, and, it's reddit and uh it's the internet uh, phantoms and monsters site where it's, it's like i want my five seconds of fame sure. i'm gonna make some weird story up and send yeah. it in so i am not vouching for any of these stories but they'll still be entertaining even if one of these stories is true then it's, it's still some kind of mm-hmm. weird cryptid or creature uh but we're gonna get into like our theories at the end This first story comes from Lon Strickler's site, Phantoms and Monsters, and it's by someone named Gemma Jade. I use this story. It's it's long, but I feel like this is kind of the perfect introduction to what the Glimmer Man is. Okay. So in the story, Gemma writes, and she's a really good writer. She writes, it seems like every time we turn around, especially in the paranormal community, we hear another encounter of someone seeing something strange in, near, or around heavily wooded and forested areas. This is happening all over the world, and the vast difference in the creatures and beings either being seen or sensed is too great to name. 
There is one being, though, or creature, if you will, which is striking fear into the hearts of all who have encountered it or even have just read about it. It's known to some as the Glimmer Man. To others, it's the Predator Entity. And to most of the community at large, they are called Translucent Humanoid Beings. But what exactly are they? While I won't be able to give you any kind of definitive answer on this, at least not yet, I would like to share my story of my encounter. First, though, let's just go over, for those of you who don't know or are unsure what we are talking about here. All over the world, as I have previously mentioned, it's becoming more and more common to hear these reports. A person will be out in the woods hiking, camping, hunting, or just spending some time in nature, and they will encounter a being. At first, they won't be sure exactly if they have just seen something or if they didn't. For this particular entity is almost invisible to the naked eye. Perhaps that's what makes it so incredibly terrifying. Some people, myself included, describe it as seeming to be cloaked somehow, as though there is something underneath whatever we are seeing, as if it's purposely going out of its way to not only not be seen at all, but to make sure that if it does happen to be spotted, we can't determine what it is we are seeing anyway. Most of the time, these translucent humanoids are described as looking exactly like the entity from the movie The Predator. This makes things much more real on a whole different level as it leads us down so many rabbit holes of wondering if that movie was based somehow on someone's true story. Let me recount for you my own personal experience with this entity. It started on a typical day in May in 2020 in northern New Jersey when I was innocently having a picnic lunch with my then almost two-year-old on a grassy knoll near some deep woods and hunting trails right next door to my house. My toddler son and I were outside on our two acres of land playing one day when he pointed to the wildlife-protected land next door to us and motioned as if he wanted me to go over there with him. Sure, I thought, why not? It was somewhere we hadn't been before, and it was a literal two-minute walk to get there. I packed up his little red wagon with treats and a soccer ball, and off we went. The only thing separating this land from my backyard and my property is a beautiful babbling brook. We were over there for about 20 minutes when I asked my toddler if he would like some fruit. He nodded in the affirmative, and when I turned to get it for us, I noticed something that filled me with a deep and primal sense of dread. It was almost like, for no clear reason at all yet at that point, my fight, flight, or freeze instinct kicked in. Suddenly, though, I realized why. There were no sounds at all. None of the annoying and incessant barking of the neighborhood dogs, none of the traffic from the main road 50 yards away. The noisy brook was no longer babbling. Even the birds seemed to be soundless, as if they weren't even there anymore. No chipmunks or squirrels were wandering about, moving swiftly in and out of the holes in the trees or jumping along the branches. They weren't out gathering acorns on the ground. The wind even seemed to stop and there was no rustling of the trees at all. I swear there was only one noise now and it was the sound my son was making. That's weird because you hear about animals yeah. stopping noise, but yeah. not like Everything. traffic. Everything stopping That's noise. That's really weird. It's almost like it cloaked the sound. Yeah. Yep. Weird. My son was clicking his tongue and staring up at a tall tree. I asked him what he saw that seemed to have him so incredibly captivated, almost entranced, and wondered why he was making the sound I taught him to make to describe what bugs sound like. I mean, I didn't know how to explain to him something silent like an ant or a grasshopper, so I made up the easiest noise I could make, and it seemed to work because he thought it was silly and stopped harassing me about what sound all these insects made. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. That's cute. He was at that very curious age where he wanted to know everything about everything and thought mom knew all the answers to these unending questions. My son didn't turn to answer me in his tiny toddler babble. In fact, he wasn't even blinking as he was making this bug noise, but he was staring completely unmoving up at this large tree. I shielded my eyes finally and decided to have a look for myself, figuring it had to be something pretty awesome if it had gotten him to stop rambling and being in constant motion as toddlers his age always are. 
I repeated to him again something like, What do you see up there, honey? Is it a pretty bird? Again, he didn't answer, but this time he did point. That's when it suddenly dawned on me that my son was no longer making this clicking noise with his tongue, but that the clicking noise was coming from whatever he was pointing at up in the tree. Oh, God. (laughs) As I shielded my eyes once more and looked again up to scan the tree line to see if I could make out whatever it was he was staring so hard at, I suddenly noticed a ripple right across the top of two large V-shaped branches in the tree, right at the very top. Every time the clicking sound would start, the trees, even with the middle of these V-shaped branches, would rustle, almost like there was a straight line of wind going right through these certain leaves. Suddenly, all of my senses were on high alert. I'm a protective mama bear, and I felt like my little cub was somehow in danger. I can't describe to you this feeling, though most sensitives will understand what I'm talking about. It's almost like the air changed all of a sudden. I could feel every single hair on the back of my neck and arms standing at full attention. It was like being outside during an electrical storm right before lightning is about to strike, and the sound was somehow more frightening to me than any thunderstorm I'd ever heard. This gentle and subtle clicking sound. This is when I saw something I would never forget. I'm assuming you wouldn't forget the first part, because that's crazy. I don't know why the clicking is so (sighs) creepy to me, but it is. But the the clicking is like straight out of the Predator movie, too. You know, it did make weird noises, right? Yep. She goes on to say, mind you, my son is still staring, mouth open wide and unblinking, just pointing at this tree about 10 feet away from us. As I stood there, my eyes must have been wide with horror as I saw what looked like something shimmering in the tree. Shimmering, but in the shape of a human. Or was it the shape of a bug? I couldn't tell because of the way it was crouched down. It reminded me immediately of a praying mantis. One arm up and one, something that looked like a finger beckoning my son to come to it. Was something up in this tree trying to lure my child to it in these woods? It looked like the heat looks, and this is a common description. It looked like Mm. the heat looks when it's a very hot summer day, and you can kind of see how hot it is. You could see the heat shimmering in the air. It glimmered and shimmered in the light. As soon as I saw this, I instinctively knew that this was bad. I hadn't yet started to even scratch the surface of my research into the supernatural or the paranormal yet at that time in the woods or otherwise. Luckily, however, I had heard Steve Stockton give his account on his channel, Missing Persons and Mysteries, and while I had never actually seen the Predator movie, I had heard one other account of a bow hunter who had snapped a picture of one of these things in the wilderness while she was hunting one sunny day a few years before. The Glimmer Man, they were calling this thing. Oh my goodness, I thought, I'm looking at the Glimmer Man right here in broad daylight, not 50 yards away from a main road, and I think it's trying to lure my son to it. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. All of these thoughts attacked my head at once. I tried to stay cool and be calm and pretend I didn't notice it at all. The clicking sound had now stopped. There was no movement other than me. My hand shielding my eyes from the sun and pretending to cluelessly scan the tree line. I asked my son again what he thought he was looking at. Just play dumb, Gemma. Just be calm, I thought to myself. This time, though, my son finally responded. He didn't give me a direct answer, of course, and he still seemed kind of dazed as he seemingly snapped out of whatever trance this thing had him in, and he was now crying for me. Mama, he kept saying, bad, bad. Oh, boy. He said as he pointed again to the tree. I was keeping my eyes the whole time on this thing in the tree above me, and I could only see my son out of my peripheral vision. My son ran over to me as fast as his tiny legs could carry him, and he wrapped his arms around my legs. He buried his face in my pants as he sobbed and sobbed in fear and confusion. The very second my son turned away from this thing, I saw this thing's head, or at least that's what I think it was, snap very quickly over to look at me. We had made direct eye contact, and this thing knew that I knew it. I felt myself being pulled in. I felt a deep and overwhelming hatred penetrating me. I instinctively knew this thing wanted my son and was willing to destroy me without a second's thought to get him. Jeez. 
It took everything I had to turn my eyes away from it, but I picked up my son and put him in the wagon and we turned to leave. I prayed with all my might that this thing didn't follow us or attack me from behind. What I noticed, though, is that the very second I took my son and he turned around, the moment neither he or I were looking at this thing, the world started up again. The birds suddenly sprung into song as, though, as if they hadn't been silent just half a second ago. The annoying neighborhood dogs started barking again. We could hear cars driving by. Chipmunks and squirrels were running around again. Even the brook was babbling loudly, and everything seemed so perfectly normal, as though I hadn't just seen what I've seen. It was all too much on that short walk home. I was shaking, and my son was seemingly still a little bit dazed. It almost felt like all these things were too loud, too bold, too active. Like they were putting on some kind of show meant to lull me into a false sense of security, or perhaps to mess up my memory. Did that just happen, I asked myself. I feel like that was a thought that just kept going through my mind. By the time we got home, it felt like 10 hours had passed, and it had just been 15 minutes from the time that we had left our yard to the time we returned home. Lucky for me, I knew exactly what I had seen and what had been going on. I knew its intent, both with my son and me, plain as day. I knew it down to my very core. I brought my son into the house, and he was perfectly normal again, back to his own rambling and running self. I, however, would never be the same, and I vowed never to go back to that grassy knoll with the tree that I can still see from my bedroom window right where I sit tonight writing this story. There's one more, oh, this creeps me out. There's one more thing, though. Each and every night, weather permitting, before the winter came in and made it impossible to do, I would take my son for a walk down our street. He would just sit in his little red and yellow wagon, and I would push him down our street with no sidewalk. Our busy main road that was in the middle of nowhere, it seemed like someone just bulldozed this one path through these extremely dense woods on either side of us. Unless I wanted to walk up a steep hill by going the other way or stop the walks my boy loved so much, I would have to pass this tree where we had encountered this thing. Every night, weather permitting, I took my son for that walk for the next six or seven months, and every time we passed that tree, he would look up and point, and then in the smallest of whispers would say, Mama, shh, there it is. <gasps> no. <laughs> that just gave me the chills. I've since learned so much about this somewhat unknown and less popular entity. I say less popular as compared to the Dogman or Bigfoot. Is this thing a cryptid, though? I have some working theories, but I'm not 100% sure. My now three-and-a-half-year-old son hasn't mentioned it and has actually even convinced me once or twice to bring him to that woods next door and let him ride his bicycle there around on the grassy knoll and surrounding area. I never saw this thing again, but I've sensed it many times. I've sensed it even in my own backyard, which makes sense since my backyard is made up of the same woods that contain the tree this thing was lurking around on. Many people were skeptical not just of my story, but of Steve's recounting of my story on his channel. I don't care, though. I know what I saw, and I also know for an absolute fact that I'm not the only one here who has had an encounter and is constantly searching for answers. Since that day, I have done several videos on other people's encounters with this glimmer man or predator entity. I still search for answers today because I want to know more about what this thing is. What did we experience? Where did it come from? Is it of this earth? And is there just one of them? Hmm. So that's Gemma's story. And that is, in a nutshell, what the Glimmer Man is. Creepy. Super creepy. But I, I, well, when we get to theories at the end, you know, we're going to discuss, do we think it's a military person? Do we mm. think it's a cryptid? Do we think it's an alien? I don't know. I need more. <laughs> you need more? <laughs> I need more stories to form okay, a theory. Okay, this next story. I'm going to say right off the bat, I don't know if this is a Glimmer Man story. Okay. But this story gave me the heebie-jeebies. I read it at night, which I shouldn't have because this one really freaked me out. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I don't think it's about the Glimmer Man, but I think there's some very important stuff that happens in here. Okay. This is from user Perpetual Connection 34. 
He writes, I am a hunter. I like to hunt wild boar specifically. Though I have been deer hunting and have been known to get a turkey for Thanksgiving, I mostly just hunt boar. For those of you that don't know, boar are kind of a big problem in the United States. A sow can have two litters a year, and it's not uncommon for litter to consist of 10 or more pigs. They're really dangerous too, aren't they? Yeah, they're nasty. Given that pigs eat anything and everything, it's not hard to see why the Department of Fish and Wildlife makes it legal to hunt them with almost no restrictions. In my state, it's illegal to hunt most large mammals with night or thermal vision scopes, with the exception of boar and coyote. I had been saving up for a year, mostly fun money. It's hard to explain to your wife that a scope that costs literally twice as much as the rifle I use it on was worth it. (laughs) But I did it. I took it to a range and I sighted it in. There was an area that was peppered with boar activity that I knew would be perfect for a night hunt. It was easily accessible with my truck with easy-to-find spots that I could set up in that overlooked a large, easy-to-navigate clearing. The night started uneventful, mostly me tinkering around with my new toy, cycling through the settings. I was a little impatient. I'd spotted multiple deer, but they were out of season, and like I mentioned earlier, my current setup wasn't legal for deer. I moved to another spot I'd seen days earlier that probably wasn't much better than my first, but it gave me something new to do and a new angle to look around with my new scope. After an hour or so of glassing the area, it dawned on me. This spot doesn't have much animal activity at all, no rabbits or owls. The deer that I had seen were hundreds of yards away from where I was. Why was this pocket of land so dead at night, but so lively in the day? I'd set up around 10 p.m., and now it was around 2 a.m., and I thought about packing up and heading back home, maybe setting up a target before I left and taking some more practice shots. All of a sudden, I heard a crunch come from the direction I came from before. I panned my scope over and saw the silhouette of a small bear pushing through the bushes. It's important to note that my scope isn't exactly night vision. It's a thermal scope, kind of like a black and white version of what you see in the Predator movies. So he's out there with his thermal scope on his on his gun, playing around with it. I adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. I remember jolting a little when I saw that it wasn't really a bear that I heard, but it was a man. Because he was so low and hunched over, I thought I was looking at a young bear. Is That's that a, creepy. Is that a game warden, I thought to myself? It couldn't be. I would have seen the headlights coming up the road from where I was perched. And where would he have walked from? I was 30 miles away from anything and on public lands. And why would he be sneaking yeah. up on someone who's hunting? <laughs> I was about to call out to him when I adjusted my sights and then noticed he was naked. No shoes, pants, or anything. I remember being disturbed by his movements, like a squirrel or something, twitchy and grabbing at all the leaves, sniffing around and palming the tree. I'd be so creeped out. I'd be gone. Was that my tree? Was that the tree I had been leaning against earlier? The thought terrified me that he might have been smelling me. Then he did something that I still have nightmares about to this day. He squatted and placed his hands in the dirt between his feet and slowly stared straight up like a dog mid-howl. And then I heard it coming from that direction. It wasn't a howl. Instead, it was a voice. A very compelling female voice crying out, Help, I'm lost. Oh my God. (laughs) Krista just lost it here. (laughs) Okay. A very distinctly male figure is imitating a woman. Saying, Help, I'm lost. There was a long pause, neither of us moving a muscle. The center of my sights was trained at the dirt in front of his feet because I couldn't bring myself to aim at what I thought was another person. It went went against everything I'd been taught about firearms. Was this person lost? Was this some guy that had gone crazy out here? Was he a meth head? Why was his voice so feminine? Again, the voice called out, Help, please, I can't walk. 
That's when I called BS. Not only could he walk, when I first saw him, he was traversing the land with ease for a naked person, so good that I mistook him for a bear. This is a trap, I thought. This guy is trying to lure me to him with a damsel in distress routine. Luckily, the lack of activity before had caused me to pack up most of my gear. I think I may have left my hat sitting behind on my pad, but I didn't care in that moment. I took my eyes off him for a moment to get my pack on. I buckled my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. I looked again through the scope. To my horror, he was in the same position, but now his face was staring right in my direction. Nope, nope. The thermal scope has an effect that makes animals' eyes appear white, and I was looking right into that whiteness. I swear I saw a smile. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Freaking out. How the hell had he heard me get up and put my gear on? I've been so quiet, and he must have been about 150 yards away. F off. I screamed in that direction. He used the actual word. Yeah, now F off this, isn't quite as effective. <laughs> no. Now this thing stood upright, and it hit me how tall and skinny this was, easily over six feet and very lean. He took a couple of long strides in my direction, and I instinctively sent a round sailing above his head into the tree line. He was freaky as hell, but he hadn't really threatened me. What would I tell the cops? I was unwilling and unready to shoot someone. He stopped dead then in his tracks and hunched down on all fours. The next one will kill you, I said. Go away. He stayed on all fours, and at this time I had my sights trained on the center of him. His eyes were just above the grass line like a large cat or something. I was trying to stop my trembling and knew that my voice had cracked a little bit during that last warning. I was terrified. That standoff probably only lasted a minute or two, maybe less, but it felt like forever. In an instant, he bolted left towards the tree line opposite the road. So much for not being able to walk. I could barely keep him on my scope because he was moving so fast. He disappeared into the brush, and I sent another bullet sailing high over his direction. I racked another round and tried to pocket that mag and swap for a fresh one, but I dropped it and really didn't feel like looking around for it. I wasn't too far from my truck, and I wanted to get out of there. I could hear him then in the distance, yelling in this weird sound that could have been a laugh or a cry. I scrambled up the trail and arrived at my truck breathless. I tossed my gear into the cab, but kept the rifle in the passenger seat, and I sped off. For the longest time, I told that story from the perspective of having spotted some deranged crackhead living off the land like some kind of caveman. I reported it to the fish and game, but all they did was scold me for hunting at night, and I never received an update. Oh, it wasn't until I told this story at a camping trip that my nephew told me about wendigos, rakes, and skinwalkers. My story scared the piss out of him because the spot we were camping at was technically in the same forest I'd seen this thing, just 50 miles east of it. He was so spooked, his mom, my cousin, had to take him home. She was really mad. I've gone down the rabbit hole about wendigos and skinwalkers. I'm not saying that what I saw definitely was one of these things. I'm just saying that if such a thing exists, I might have dodged a bullet that night. Or maybe it was just some tweaker in the woods. Either way, I thought I'd share. And then he came back on to edit and said, Believe what you want. These are events as I recall them, and I am not a writer. And then he says, Here's a link to an interview where I answer and talk about a lot of questions people ask in the comments, and it's a YouTube link. So maybe I'll put that. Okay. I'll put the YouTube. But that one freaked. Like, I read that at night, and that one freaked the hell out of me. If but, that's real. <laughs> if, it's re if that's real. It That's not a normal no, but it, person. This, no, but this explains, like, a lot of people say, uh, we, I think we're going to have other stories that kind of involve this, but a lot of people say they think this missing 411 stuff, something is luring them. And there's people that say that they were in the woods and followed what sounded like a baby crying right. or a woman calling for help. Um. So one of the first questions I would want to ask, and he probably couldn't answer it, is, 
because it was so far away. I wonder if the only reason he could see it was because he had this yeah. scope. Yeah, I, like I don't think he, he comes right out. Enough, yeah. yeah, he wouldn't have been no. able to see it because think, it was close. I don't think cloaked, he comes maybe. right out and says that, but I think that that's why he was able to see this thing. It was because he had that thermal scope on his rifle. And, and it's not just the distance. I wonder if he were close enough if he wouldn't have been able to see it with the naked yeah. eye is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But the fact that it picked up his scent... Yeah. And probably picked up male scent and thought, I'm going to lure him with a female voice yeah. is so creepy. Yep. If if this is real, <laughs> that is one of the creepiest things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh my God. And the fact that it like looked at him. Yeah. And Yeah, like when you when you're smiled. looking when you're watching this thing and you lower your, your rifle for a second and then look back and this thing is looking at you that's like a found footage horror movie it thing. really is yes i pictured that whole thing in my mind and i'm yep. horrified by so it. this next one we're getting kind of out of the woods a little bit here to mix it up this Pun next intended. one comes from i think i think it was lon strickler's site i'm not sure okay the that was really creepy by the, the way. story says the witness yeah and i read that right before bed and i was like freaked out this, you know like the story says the witness, Joseph, claims that sometime in November of 2002, he and a friend decided to head to the abandoned Brookfield Air Force Station located near Brookfield, Ohio. It had been abandoned since around 1986 after previously being a nursing home. There were about 30 empty buildings on 10 acres of land surrounded by overgrown vegetation and a barbed wire fence. Police regularly did patrol the area to keep out vandals, though many of the locals, like Joseph, spent much of their misspent youth roaming around the old base. Joseph believes he had been there more than 100 times. As an adult, Joseph still liked to go up to the area occasionally and shoot guns, hike, etc. The base was about a tenth of a mile away from his home through the woods. So it was a, a military a base? military base that used to be a nursing home. I was going to say, and also yeah. a nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, there was a hole cut in the fence with, which did allow easy access to the property. On that chilly day in November of 2002, Joseph and his old friend Tori decided to head to the base to do some shooting, even though Joseph was the only one armed. There was light snow on the ground as they made their way through the woods, following a deer path to the wire fence. Joseph noticed that it was unusually quiet that day walking in the woods. No sounds of animals, no wind, no nothing. Uh-oh, that's never good. Mm -mm. At the time, he didn't think much about it, but looking back, he believes it was strange enough that he remembered it. After finding and crawling through the hole, they eventually made their way onto the base, walking through knee-deep grass. As they walked towards the buildings, they began to hear strange beeping sounds, which they found to be odd given that the buildings hadn't had power since the late 1980s. As they got within five feet of the building, the beeps increased and became louder. They eventually made their way through an open garage bay door, and this is when the beeping went crazy. Think about a, he writes, think of a metal detector zeroing, zeroing in on the mm -hmm. piece of metal. Tori became frightened. Joseph noticed that there were two doors leading into rooms, one of which was closed. He found this odd because every other time he had come here, both doors had been open. The beeping was coming from the room with the closed door. So despite Tori's misgivings, Joseph kicked open the door and entered. The beep slowly faded out, replaced by a loud droning sound. <laughs> that does not sound like this is going to go good. No. He noticed a device sitting on the floor about three feet away. Initially, he thought it was a pipe bomb. It looked like he was going to die. It looked like an air compressor with wires on its left side going into a rectangular black box with a cylinder attached to it. I had no idea what this thing was, Joseph recalled. He wondered if the police or maybe the Marines had put it there. Tori was frightened and insisted that they both leave. Joseph also seconded that feeling. They decided to head back to the fence and get out of there. 
As they made their way back through the tall grass, things again got very quiet. They both stopped, sensing that they were being watched. All of a sudden, they could hear footsteps coming through the overgrown brush. This is when they noticed, across the field, that snow was bouncing up off the ground and the grass and bushes were parting as if something invisible was going through the grass, something that they couldn't see. It was the weirdest thing, Joseph said. Joseph said he could see the outline of what appeared to be a human, but it was transparent. He could see right through it. He could see the brush on either side of it, but it was distorted, like an optical illusion. Both men became frightened and headed for the fence. Joseph and Tori both kept an eye on this thing as they moved. They noted that there were clear indentations in the snow and brush, and snow was moving as if someone was trudging through the long grass, shooting or shaking the, the snow off. But they couldn't see anything beyond an outline. Even stranger, Joseph claimed that it seemed to completely vanish occasionally and then come back. It trailed them, but never got more than 30 feet away from them, except when they neared the fence. At some point, Joseph stopped and raised his rifle at the thing. This seemed to anger whatever it was. There was some brush that stood about 15 feet high, and it separated like someone drove a truck through it. It was coming hard. Snow was flying, brush was flying. Joseph aimed for it, but the first time ever as a hunter, he felt a real sense of dread, and he couldn't bring himself to shoot it at all. His friend Tori also urged him not to shoot, as that might only make things worse. He eventually found the hole, and by this time, whatever this thing was, was full-on sprinting at them. The two men rushed through the hole in the fence and jumped into the woods, keeping their eyes on the semi-invisible entity the whole time. Joseph noticed that this thing had stopped at the fence, saying, quote, It was almost as if it wasn't allowed to leave. Then this thing was gone, like it evaporated. Three weeks later, Joseph returned with another friend, and they spent hours searching through every building and never found the beeping device, nor did they ever encounter this entity again. Looking back, Joseph senses that the thing he encountered was something evil and that it meant to do them harm. He likened his sighting to the alien in the Predator films, but noted that, while similar, it wasn't exactly the same. So that's their encounter. So are they thinking that device was somehow related? That's that's what they're thinking, that was it an alarm, was it... Uh, and then somebody responded uh, to his his post on Reddit saying, quote, Excellent to hear this because I'm very familiar with the radar base in Brookfield, Ohio. My grandmother lived in the woods right behind it. As kids, we would journey through the from time to time through the fence on a special secret hike. We would get in through a hole in the fence in the woods. In one word, eerie. And I'm familiar with the beep in the garage. My cousin John had also heard this beep, but never knew where it was coming from. But for him, the beeps never sped up. It was just loud beeps spaced a few seconds apart. There was definitely something going on there. Hmm. After it had closed as a nursing home, there was still mail being delivered and collected regularly. Fire hydrants were still being kept up to date, and telephones were still on and ringing. Dogs were kept in select areas inside abandoned buildings. This was many years after it had closed and not a soul was around. That's weird. But you always felt as if you were being watched. At times, the police would show up, and as we were kids, we, we would quickly run off. How did the police know we were there? There was something definitely governmental or UFO always surrounding this place. And at times, ghost-like things happened that are too long for me to go into here. We would hear sudden, loud, explained, unexplained things. We would hear banging noises right near our vicinity, which we could not determine where it came from. And we would also hear things in buildings, like voices and whispering. Awesome thing to hear, because the few folks who lived right around the area, like me, always suspected something had to be up with this radar base. Hmm. So It's like something's being kept there. That almost sounds military. Like, like yeah. it's a military test. It's being monitored. Yep. It's being guarded. Yep. What are they hiding there? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. 
Not as creepy as the last story, but I'll take it. The the one story I read was the creepiest by far. <laughs> this one is I weird. I almost feel like I've maybe heard that story before. Possibly. Like maybe I, I read it or... Unless I, maybe I read it. Maybe we already did it on our podcast and maybe. I forgot. It just, there's something really familiar about it. Oh, it's super creepy though. It's funny. As you were talking, I, I think Jim warmed something up in the microwave. So oh. I heard a beeping in the background. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't our atmospheric sounds that we put on there for nope. you guys. No sound effects. Next story comes from Reddit. My name is Mallory, and I would like to share with you a terrifying experience I had back in 2002 while I was in college. Back then, I was in my second year at the University of Florida and living in an apartment with a girlfriend of mine, also a fellow student in the city I call of my Gainesville, friends Florida. Yeah, true. But I've, I know guys named Mallory, mm-hmm. which I think is I, I, not very common. Mm-hmm. We lived the typical college life. We went to class most of the time, and we studied, hung out with friends, and would attend the occasional party on weekends. We were two broke college girls, so we didn't have the funds that a lot of our friends had. So when we had free time, we would look for things to do that didn't cost much. We would go to the movies, go bowling, go to flea markets, yard sales, etc., and we sometimes would go for hikes. This was one of my favorite activities. I love the outdoors, and it's great exercise. We had a dog named Toby. He was a golden retriever who has since passed away. But back then, he was just a great and loving dog who loved to hike with me. So we went a lot, probably like three times a week. Anyway, our favorite spot to hike was the Gainesville, Gainesville Hawthorne State Trail. It wasn't that far away, and it was like a 16-mile hike if you did the whole thing. We only did the whole thing like three times. Most of the time, we would just walk around five miles. It's a beautiful trail with lots of trees covered in Spanish moss, swamps, mm. and wildlife. Chris, that sounds love really that. pretty. Yep. The trails are paved, and there are bridges, observation decks, and lots of cool things to see. The woods are very thick and dense. Once, you tr- once off trail, you can only see about 35 yards in any direction. I wonder if the mosquitoes are big enough to carry you Probably off, in Florida. though. I, I'm assuming, I think <laughs> yeah. they're in Florida. Super humid. Mm-hmm. Well, on this particular day, Toby and I were about four miles onto the trail. It was a weekday around 11 o'clock a.m., so there were very few people. At the time of our encounter, there wasn't anybody around. It was just me and Toby. As we were walking, I was looking around as we hiked, you know, just looking for wildlife, enjoying the sun and, all of, and Mother Nature and all of her beauty. When all of a sudden, Toby just froze. He saw something. He just stood there with his ears perked up, his tail was sticking straight out, and he was just staring into the trees. I assumed he saw some birds or something in the tree, so I asked him, What do you see, Toby? What is it? He didn't bark, but I could tell something had caught his attention. While he continued to stare, I started looking in the same direction as he was, trying to see what he was looking at. At this point, Toby's demeanor started to change. His tail went from sticking straight out to now lower between his legs. He began to whimper a little and started pulling on the leash like he wanted to go home. I continued to look into the trees, trying to spot whatever this thing was that was scaring him, and that's when I saw it. It's very hard to describe, but this thing looked clear, but not quite. It was in the shape of a human, meaning that it had a head, a torso, two arms, and two legs, but it was see-through. The thing that stood out the most was this thing had glowing yellow eyes. That was the only thing that was clear. As crazy as it sounds, this thing looked like the alien in the Predator movies when it was cloaking itself. It was standing on a large tree branch, hanging onto the branch by its right arm, and it was looking directly at me and Toby. It slowly began to crouch down and tried to hide behind the trunk of the tree, like it had noticed us noticing him. I don't know why I say him, though. I have absolutely no idea the sex of this strange creature, if that's what you want to call it. It tried to hide, but like I said, you could still see portions of it behind the tree. I was frozen. I was mesmerized by this thing. I was just staring at it, trying to figure out what it was. I didn't want to take my eyes off of it in fear that I might lose sight of it. This thing was just so damn camouflaged. 
If I looked away, I probably wouldn't be able to find it again. So I stared, ignoring Toby and his whimpers. Then this thing moved. It swung through the trees effortlessly and made almost zero sound. It would move to a few trees and then freeze, looking back at us. I guess to determine if we were still watching it or not. I got the feeling that this thing did not want to be seen. It would move, then freeze, crouch down, and put itself between us and the tree it was in. It would sit there for a few minutes, and then it would move silently again. I wanted to follow it, but everything in my body just said no, so I watched this thing eventually disappear into the forest. Toby and I jogged back to the car, and I never told anyone about what we saw. To this day, I still don't know what we witnessed. Was it an alien? Was it something else? I don't know. I was scared the day it happened, but at the time, I was also excited. Toby and I went back there numerous times, and I'm not going to lie, I hoped to see this thing again, but I never did. I thought that I was the only one who ever had any type of encounter like this until I heard you guys covering the Glimmer Man. I saw it. I mean, I saw the Glimmer Man. I now tell anyone who will listen, of course. Most people think I'm crazy, but I don't care. I feel lucky that I've got to have this experience with the paranormal, with the unknown. I think the universe is way more complex than we think, and there are things out there that we can't explain, and I think that's okay. I like it that way. It's interesting. This person's not freaked out by their experience. No. They actually kind of enjoyed it. A lot of people it. say that they get like this feeling of dread. Mm-hmm. This next one, I don't Although know. Although his or her story doesn't seem to be threatening in any way. Whatever it was was actually trying to almost get away. Get away. from them, yeah. Yeah. It almost just felt like an animal yeah. that was going about its business rather yep. than some kind of predator. This next one's real short but real weird. Not 100% sure I buy this one, but... Somebody on Reddit writes, I too saw this predator-like being. My friend and I were driving down a dark, straight road for miles when I saw an extremely sharp curve ahead. A curve so sharp that I had to completely rearrange my hands quickly on the wheel. Suddenly, as I was going to the curve, the curve completely disappeared. And in that one moment, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something directly across the street from us. I thought maybe my contact had fluttered or I was confused or flabbergasted by the disappearing curve. Shortly after that, my friend asked if I had seen something on the side of the road. I replied that I wasn't sure. I asked her to describe it, and she explained that it looked like something going invisible. It was about seven feet tall, but you could clearly see its outline. Uh, That's tall. Looking through water, looking through a heat wave, looking through saran wrap, all of that could describe this being. I asked her if she noticed anything weird with the road. She described it then better than I could. She said all of a sudden a weirdly tight curve appeared as if a giant finger was pulling the road tight. My friend and I agree that it felt other-dimensional. I immediately felt things were off after that. I'm not sure what to make of it. I believe that whatever this thing was, it was coming through to our world and we disturbed it. To this day, that warped road really disturbs me. Mm, interdimensional. That's so, interesting. Yeah, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. Another shorter one. This one comes from Reddit user JSTRothA0975. He writes, Glimmer Man sighting back in late 2000. For over 20 years, I had no idea what to call this thing that I saw until today when I found this Reddit page. I had just called it the Predator because that's what it looked like. Back in 2000, I was in the Air Force as a security police augmentee. There was a shortage of security police at the base I was stationed at, and I was made into a temporary security police officer at a base in the southwestern United States. I was patrolling the National Guard side of the base with another airman, when we saw that the lights were on in an office building that we had just passed moments before when the lights were off. We went inside. There was a long hallway, and out of one of the rooms, this weird, big, invisible, predator-like creature came bolting out and started moving rapidly toward us. It was inside? Yeah. This creature came out and started moving rapidly toward us. 
The airman I was with, ahead of me by about 10 feet, moved over and made himself flat against the wall as this thing passed him. Then the thing was coming right at me and I froze. The airman yelled, get out of the way, and I did at the last second. I saw this thing move past me rapidly and there was a strong gust of wind behind it as it passed me. And then it just disappeared about two feet past me. Whenever I tell someone, they don't believe me. I'm glad that there are other people in this world that have seen something similar and that I'm not crazy. It was almost like the other guy knew yeah. what it was and expected yeah. it and knew what to do. I forgot to tell in a story that with the gush of strong wind, there were papers from the office room flying everywhere. There were all kinds of rumors at that base because the base had top secret areas. One rumor was that they were experimenting with a personal cloaking device. I have no idea what this thing was doing in a National Guard office building, I and mean, there wasn't much top secret in that building. I was shortly able to leave and go back to my original job as crew chief, so I never really saw the other airman again. Someone wanted to get out of a meeting, and they're like, I'll just put on <laughs> yeah. the suit. And then somebody commented on that and said, I saw the same thing in central Illinois in early summer of 2002. Central Illinois? Yep. I was 16 at the time, and this thing was in broad daylight. It was around noon. This thing completely ignored me and disappeared into the woods. It looked like a marathon runner. Your, dis your description of the wind is spot on. Thinking back, I thought it was the distorted light that helped me notice, notice this thing, but it wasn't just that. It was the wind as this thing so quickly moved past me. Hmm. So weird. Marathon runner. I don't get the comparison. Like whatever this thing was, what ran past this so guy. So fast. Yeah, okay. ran past so fast. Okay, this next one also comes from Reddit, and this one has a whole slew of comments. So I'm going to just read the first one, and then we're going to go into the comments for this one. Okay. Reddit user, oh boy, Reddit user 0110 sure. says, please don't think I'm crazy. We saw what I can only describe as the creature from the Predator movies in the San Bernardino National Forest. He says, this happened last Thursday. I've been looking for a place to ask questions and share my story. I don't know if this sub is the right place. Feel free to pass my story along if you know where it's supposed to be. This is where we were. And then he has coordinates there. And he has like maps. So he shows exactly where he was. And then he says, this is about how far off the trail I figure we ventured. Not very far as you can see. Then he writes, okay, I totally understand if no one believes this because we still don't know what happened. But we sat down and we came to a consensus on the events and we all agree that we witnessed the same thing. Me and three buddies were hiking Thursday and Friday in San Bernardino National Forest. Very, very, we were on various trails, mostly the known ones and mostly during the day. Friday, we were making our way to Clark's Summit. As we were walking, one by one, we noticed that we were veering off the trail. I asked my friend in front of me why he was going off the trail, and he asked our friend who was in front of them the same thing. The friend at the front of the line said, quote, I can hear a woman talking. You guys don't hear that? We didn't hear anything. We tried to convince her to leave it be because it was already kind of dark and we were close to where we wanted to set up camp for that day on the trail. The friend in front is female and she insisted that what she heard sounded like a female calling for help and that she sounded really close. I'm so having I, flashbacks. Yep, so I think she <laughs> felt inclined to investigate a possible female in distress while we were totally okay with going about our business. Okay, I get a bit spooked now because she's completely serious and we absolutely could not hear whatever it was she was hearing. That's weird. Here's where it got weird. We only ventured off the trail about 300 to 400 feet, yet at one point we suddenly became completely lost. We don't have any fancy gear or GPS stuff because we never needed it. We've been on this trail enough to know we hadn't gone far, yet we could not find our trail in any direction. That's we freaky. walked for about 15 or 20 minutes and we could not find the trail. 
And then I started to feel weird, kind of dizzy or lightheaded. And when I mentioned this to the other two, they they said they felt the exact same way. Hmm. It was like something had changed the environment around us or moved us somehow to another location. I had no idea where to go, and now it was fully dark. My female friend said that the woman's voice kept repeating, I'm over here, please help me. She said it sounded like whoever it was was hurt and crying. So here we are, somehow lost, after only walking for about 20 minutes off a large trail because my friend is hearing voices. We decided to stop walking in any direction because the last thing you want to do at night is to get even more lost. We had two tents and our sleeping bags and our packs, so we found a clearing and we set up. We figured once the sun was out, we'd easily find our way back to the main trail. Before we could even lay down to rest, I noticed a tree near us was moving as if something was climbing in it. It was really dark and I wear glasses so I really struggled to see, so I called everyone else over to look. I thought it was an animal at first, but it wasn't an animal, it wasn't anything. I could see the outline of what roughly looked like a human shape, but it was transparent, like completely see-through. The best way I can describe it is the way heat waves look on the pavement in the summer, you know, that wavy liquid effect. They saw it too, my male buddy said, what the hell are we looking at, when he finally spotted it. They all said the same thing. It was transparent, but still visible due to the foliage around it being displaced and moving as this thing moved. We all just stood stone still, whispering theories back and forth as to what we thought we were seeing. I thought maybe it was some kind of optical illusion, but they both immediately jumped to aliens, of course. This thing just sat there, perched on a large branch about 50 feet up, just watching us watch it. The other oddity is that after we started staring at this thing for about 10 minutes, we noticed that all other normal forest sounds had completely stopped. I mean, the only noise was us talking and the leaves crunching under our feet. The hairs on my neck stood up and I had goosebumps all over when I realized this, like something was completely wrong. After about 10 minutes of us standing there staring at whatever this thing was, this thing started to climb up the tree even more until we could no longer see it. We approached the base of the tree slowly and walked around it in a circle with our necks craned up to see this thing. It was too dark and the trees were too close for us to see the top. We didn't hear it jump to another tree, so we assumed it was still up there. We were all too spooked, obviously, to camp right underneath whatever this was, so we gathered our stuff and started walking back, following the moon. Amazingly, after five minutes of walking, we were all of a sudden back on our trail. Oh, come on. I literally dropped my bag and said, what the F, out loud. We stood there confused, looking at each other and looking around to confirm what we were seeing. My buddy likes to joke. He said maybe we walked through some kind of hallucinogenic spores or something and had imagined all of that. I highly doubt that, but whatever happened, it seemed kind of, I guess, predatory. Like it seems like something was luring us or trying to confuse us. My friend still thinks that we were messing with her about us not being able to hear the woman that she claimed to hear. Was that thing we saw, whatever was in the tree, imitating a woman? How did we get so lost so close to the trail? This was easily the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in the wilderness. We still don't have a good theory as to what we saw. This has some Blair Witchy feels to it. It may not have been an alien, but whatever it was, it was humanoid and it was 100% transparent somehow and able to climb a really large tree with ease without making any sound. I would love to hear any theories about what this may have been. Has anyone else seen anything like this in the woods? And they came on to edit. I feel like I should mention no drugs were consumed. <laughs> so Very Blair they Witchy. put that out there. And then here's a bunch of comments that were under that uh, story. I'm not going to mention the names. But one person says, the Glimmer Man. It's been seen around the world. People think it snatches folks and takes them to another dimension through a portal. This is why the environment changes for a bit and there's no trace left of the people. 
somebody else says, I've been hunting for 30 years. And I can recall maybe two times that my spidey sense told me I was being watched or hunted. It really creeped me out. Somebody else said, I used to solo hike and camp along the Apa- uh, Appalachian Trail. Appalachian Trail. <laughs> there were a handful of times that I camped off the trail in a clearing I could find. Twice, I felt like I was being watched from afar. There was this stillness and silence that would overcome the forest, and there's an instinct in you that says you are not alone. Then the stillness would subside, and it was like the TV was unmuted, and all of a sudden I could hear the normal sounds again, if that makes sense. Somebody else says, you're not crazy. I believe what you saw. I haven't seen anything or heard any human cries, but last time I went hiking in the San Bernardino Mountains, I turned a bend on the trail and felt a shift. It all of a sudden went quiet. No birds, no flowing creek, no leaves in the wind, and I could no longer hear the other people up ahead me or behind me. Like, I could hear, but it's like everything around me went silent, and I could only hear the crunching under my boots. The air felt off. I swear I kept hearing the phrase, go away, over and over in my mind. I got uneasy and anxious and kept scanning all around me while standing in the same spot by a tree that for some reason looked like it had burned from the inside out. When I stepped away and went back the way I came, it's like everything shifted back to normal. I could hear the birds, water, and trees again. And then another hiker just walked by. It was so weird. I haven't been back to that area since. Somebody else writes, I went hiking many years ago. My grandparents' land borders National Forest, so I went up into the forest following a creek. After hiking, I got the feeling I was being watched. I was alone. I had a knife, but maybe I thought a mountain lion was around, so I picked up a walking stick for protection, but I kept following the creek up a mountain. Eventually, the feeling of being watched got stronger and stronger, and my head was on a swivel. I started getting the idea in my head that I should not be there. Maybe the forest itself did not want me to go any further. I turned around and started running back down the creek as fast as I could, looking behind my back every few seconds. I dropped a walking stick to run even faster, feeling like I had just some sort of close call with something. I got back for dinner, and my grandma said that I was gone for a few hours, but it felt like less than an hour to me. Somebody else writes, Okay, I have one experience in my life that makes me sure there is something beyond. It was completely unexplainable, and I for sure saw it. I was laying in bed watching TV, and it was like the outline of a person walked right in front of the TV, almost like Predator Camo or the mirage caused by, or caused by heat like you just described. The best way I can describe it, I guess, was like the air was a slightly different color in the shape of a person as they walked in front of the TV. As soon as I saw it, I jumped out of my skin. It was so shocking. I also used to hear voices sometimes when I was alone in the house calling my name, and it always sounded like a woman, almost like my mom. I don't know why, but the indoor stories, at least that one, I'm more inclined to think it's just a spirit yeah, or something. Yeah, and somebody else says, so I've done a bunch of reading about paranormal phenomena, and it's actually very common for people to either hear a woman calling for help or a baby crying just before something weird happens. It's theorized that it's an attempt to lure people away, which would play into the whole missing 411 phenomena. As to why it would do that, well, there are a bunch of theories depending on what you're reading. General consensus is that there is something about paranormal phenomena that is programmed to limit the amount of experiencers at any given time. Why would it do this? Again, it depends on who you ask or what you're reading. That's an interesting theory because that the three hikers, the female was the only one who could hear the voice. Yep. And that could explain why you know, that person who's with a group of people just walks off yeah. and nobody sees them. Maybe they're hearing something that no one else can because hear. Because of missing 411 stories. Yeah. A lot of times, lot of one times person just disappears. They're at the back of the line or whatever. They assume everybody else hears this thing, so they go off the trail. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Somebody else responds, 
I live in a house in that area of Southern California and saw just what you described. It was a humanoid made of something like heat waves running through my backyard and it jumped over the fence. To be honest, I was scared to look outside and this was in broad daylight. I told people that it was similar to the Predator, but way more high def, like it controlled the small heat wave pattern marking its body profile. You could see it, but you could also see the distorted background through it. It's so hard to explain it unless you see it. So yeah, I don't think you're crazy. Somebody else writes, I saw something very similar a few years ago. It's probably about three years ago. I lived in the very northern part of Frederick, Maryland, right before the border for Thurmont. So very north, kind of West Maryland. Behind my house was a few acres of woods with a small creek right past the tree line. This area of Frederick is very rural, with lots of forests and farms surrounding the neighborhood. Less than 10 minutes from Cunningham Falls State Park, a huge wooded area with lakes and the tallest waterfall in the state. Anyway, I was sitting on my second story back deck and noticed movement in the tree line. It was a nice day, I think early fall. It was not a hot day, and it wasn't raining. I saw the outline of something big moving perpendicular away from me in the woods. It was a shimmer, like heat waves, completely invisible, except you can see the air being displaced. And it made me think of the movie Predator right away, because it was just like heat waves rising from a hot surface. It seemed to be a humanoid shape, and it was taller than it was wide, like a tall, fit, Bigfoot outline. It seemed hard to judge the height from my perspective in the distance, but it was taller than the average man, maybe around 10 feet tall. Until now, I had never heard of someone else seeing the same thing. And somebody else writes, I 100% believe you. My husband and I also experienced something invisible and threatening that may have mimicked human voices while we were in the Smoky Mountain area. It was a bit different than your experiences, but there were similarities. My husband thinks it was a Bigfoot. I think it was some kind of nature spirit, elemental, djinn, or something like that. Mm. On our honeymoon in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee... My husband and I had something banging on the support posts under our cabin every night. We stayed on Bluff Mountain. <laughs> Krista's shaking her head. There were a bunch of weird paranormal type occurrences there the entire week we were there. I made a post about it. On the last morning of our stay, we were awoken by something banging on our roof so hard that the mirror and pictures on our wall were shaking. It sounded heavy with a metallic tone to it, like hooves or a giant hammer is what we agreed it sounded the most similar to. It was coming from directly above our bed. Nope, Chris is noping. I've, you know, I hear <laughs> stories about people who hear like knocking yeah. a, on a wall outside yep. there. And it's like, no, that's yep. just wrong. We laid in bed for a while talking about what the hell this thing could be. It was around 8 a.m. The sun was already bright. So we thought maybe the rental company screwed up and sent someone to work on the roof before we actually checked out. When my husband stood up to get out of bed, the pounding stopped abruptly. And the scariest, loudest scraping sound came from up there. I whispered, was that claws? Ugh. Even though I whispered it, I swear that it was like this thing heard me because immediately the scraping sounds began again, but faster. Yikes. That feels more like a dog man in Yeah. Corner. So this, whatever this thing was, it was like it was screwing with us. Then the banging started back up even louder and faster than before. It was terrifying. My husband grabbed his firearm from the nightstand and ran to the door. It was a one-room cabin, so it wasn't far to go. The frenzied banging continued until the second he opened the door. He ran straight outside. There was nothing out there. Nothing. But he swears he heard something land down the hillside by our cabin and saw the underbrush shake where the sound came from. He said he, was, he, he, said he watched the dead leaves and underbrush rustle as if something bipedal were moving away from us through it, but there was still nothing there. He didn't see any heat waves or anything, but the cabin was built on a hill, so where he said it landed was probably a 50-foot drop from the roof because of the steep grade of the hill, and that this thing jumped out farther than a human could jump out. 
Maybe he wasn't close enough to see the slight distortion. Who knows? Also, to get on the roof, it wasn't possible without a ladder. Behind the cabin, the only possible point of access was basically a man-made cliff, thick brush growing right to the edge with a drainage ditch running along the bottom. It would have been about a 10 feet... It would have been about 8 to 10 feet over and several feet up to jump from the bluff to the roof with about a 20-foot drop to the bottom of the ditch below you. The best we could figure is that something would have had to climb one of the trees and jump from a tree. This would have made the jump closer to 12 to 15 feet over, although it would have had a downward trajectory that way. Everything seemed to be getting more and more impossible the more we looked, which just ratcheted up our terror several notches. We started feeling like prey. While we were frantically packing up, we heard a group of young-sounding, like college kids people, out yelling for one of their friends. They sounded very upset and scared. We had heard them parting on that hill the night before, so at the time, what we were thinking that maybe whatever this thing was got him. Wanting to help, we spent some time getting lost driving on the mountain looking for their cabin. It was within yelling distance, so we thought it'd be easy to find. We could never find it, though, so we followed the news for a while looking for missing persons named Andy or Andrew, which was the name they were screaming. When I posted about the experience, someone commented that maybe there were never any kids at all in the woods and that simply it was this thing trying to lure us out into the brush with us. Neither of us had ever considered that. We almost both peed in our pants a little just considering that. Not sure what the hell that thing was, but I have no doubt that you all met up with one of them or a close cousin, LOL. Thanks for sharing your story. I'm going to read it to the hubby. There you go. That's freaky. Yep. I mean, sound travels weird in the woods, but... Somebody else responds, okay, so I feel like an idiot now because I've definitely seen this thing in the woods behind where my family lives. And despite being in this sub and always reading these stories, the specific thing didn't click until I read the comment history. My dad would always make fun of me because there were days I was one with the woods and would be totally fine being outside on our back porch late into the night. But then there were times that I did not feel comfortable being out there even in the day. Shortest version I can give, I basically started to refer to the phenomenon of me getting extremely uncomfortable being in our yard as, quote, the forest men. It has become a running joke that has lasted for years, but underneath the joke is a very serious message that both my parents at least understand and respect. If I say it to them, they don't let our animals outside for a while, and if our cats are out, we immediately try to call them back in. They don't admit to believing it either, but let's just say there's a high correlation that if I say for animals not to be outside, the animals won't be outside. Just saying. What has happened has happened to me at both daytime and nighttime. I will be sitting there, usually on my phone, when all of a sudden I hear the sudden silence and I feel like I'm being watched. Even as I write this, the hairs on my arms are raised. And this is where I feel stupid. I have seen this invisible figure outline come walking towards me on a regular basis. The time that broke me completely, so much so that I was breathless with fear and almost in tears, was when I saw this thing crouching and moving ever so slowly towards me over the flat and mostly treeless part of the lawn. I was playing around on my phone. When I locked sight on this thing, I remember saying to my friend, something is here in my yard, but I can't tell if I'm hallucinating or not because it looks like it's cloaked or something. Whenever I locked sight on this thing, it was when it stopped until I seemed convinced that maybe I imagined this thing. Whatever this thing was, it stopped long enough that I began to think it truly was my eyes playing tricks on me. But then all of a sudden I saw this thing start to run right at me. So I didn't even think. I grabbed the door handle, opened it, slammed and locked the door. I always wonder what would have happened if I had not seen it that day. Like I said, I have cats, and the way it was coming at me reminds me of how much cats hunt their prey. It gives me the willies to think about now. How they crouch down, yep. and did it wiggle its butt a little? <laughs> I don't know if it wiggled its butt. <laughs> that's creepy. Anytime anything runs at you, mm-hmm. that's creepy. 
Chris just informed me of the time, and this is running kind of long, and I have a bunch more stories, so I think I'm going to do like two, maybe two more stories. The rest I'm going to save. Maybe we'll do another episode about this, or we can read them maybe during a episode when we have time to kill. Okay. Yeah, I love these, though. Mm-hmm. I love hearing these stories. Another story. September 2021, Edinburgh, Scotland. The user writes, I will try to recall as much detail as accurately possible. Now my experience happened on the 1st of September 2021, so not that long ago. I'm currently caring for my father who was suffering sadly with stage 4 cancer. I must also add at this point that I'm not on any medication, illegal substances, or any illicit drugs of any kind. I had been out through the day running a few errands here and there for my dad. Later that same day, I returned back to my dad's flat, which just happens to be the tallest residential block in Edinburgh. His apartment is 11 floors up. At some point during the night, I must have decided to go out on the balcony for a quick cigarette. I was standing there, just staring out into thin air, not really thinking about much or doing anything. As I stood there with my cigarette in hand, I shifted position and began to observe a very large tree about 20 feet away. I noticed that one of the branches on this tree was bowing quite heavily, which, I remember now thinking back, was quite odd at the time. As I'm staring at this branch and trying to make sense of what my eyes are seeing, I had this horrible feeling come over me of the most intense dread and fear. It was like almost every part of my body was screaming at me to turn around and go back in, but I didn't know why. At this very moment, the bowing branch that I had been observing began to jiggle and almost shake quite violently. Despite my internal instincts still screaming at me to leave, curiosity had gotten the better of me and I started to move along the railing to get a better look. Then I saw it. What I saw was a small glimmer at first, sitting high up in the tree. As I stared a bit closer though, this glimmer then became what I can only describe as a transparent tube that shimmered a yellowish-white color. As I snapped out of my fixated gears and quickly took a step back from the railing, it suddenly hit me what I was looking at. It looked like something straight out of the movie Predator. More specifically, when the Predator is cloaked and using the camouflage. In that very moment, when I realized what I had just seen, this thing then dropped out of the tree and hit the ground below. It landed directly behind a woman who just happened to be out walking past the tree at the time. The lady down below immediately spun around, assuming that someone had thrown something at her. The only thing that I noticed was a cloud of smoke or dust arising from behind the lady. I waited for some time expecting to see this thing reemerge from the dust or smoke, but it was just completely gone. At the same time, another neighbor just a few floors floors below had also observed the same thing as me, and they managed to confirm all the same details that I had. Me and the neighbor from down below then managed to track down the lady who was walking past just a few hours later. We had a conversation with her and she said that she'd felt an impact but didn't see anything when she turned around. She also went on to report she also felt that same weird sense of dread that I experienced only hours before. Thank you for taking the time to read my story. This experience has really screwed me up, and everything I thought I knew about the world is completely wrong. One other short one, just for you. I just found this sub, so I figured I'd share my story. It's just for me? I was at my parents' trailer in the north woods of Wisconsin. Ooh. Drinks were had, and my mom and girlfriend had gone to bed. My dad and I were sitting on opposite ends of the fire, and he was telling me a story. Behind his left shoulder, which was on my right side, and over a log pile, I could see what looked like a glimmery entity walking around our neighbor's campsite. My dad kept talking, and I feigned interest as I watched this thing meander around. It didn't seem like it had anything it was specifically doing, but I could clearly see this transparent figure mosey around their site, seemingly facing at their trailer the whole time. Eventually, I lost my line of sight and this thing disappeared into the woods. I don't know how I, I don't know what I saw or how to explain it, and I'm just more cautious now every time we go camping there. It's getting closer to home. Yep. It's fun when you hear a story that's like in your backyard. Yeah. And I'm going to end with this one that's a little off topic, but I still thought this one was interesting. 
the user rights. I don't have any personal experiences with this thing. Uh, the ones I do have are secondhand. Immediate secondhand, but it's still secondhand. But I grew up seeing shadow people. White shadow people, too. When Slenderman got popular, I immediately thought of the, some of the things that I'd seen here. There was some sort of entity that used to harass the little girls that lived here. Nothing horribly obscene or anything, but my sister used to complain about a figure that would walk around her bed at night and say mean stuff to her. Like it would walk back and forth and call her string bean and call her an ugly little ginger bitch. By the way, after my sister Weird. was telling me all this all upset, I actually laid off teasing her about being redheaded for a couple of years. It made me feel real bad. Anyway, she said she could never see this thing's face or anything, and she could only see its outline, but the outline made it look like the Grinch from the old Christmas movie. She'd always complain about it, and my older cousin, also female, chimed in when she was talking to me about it and said she had the same thing happen to her while she would stay at this house. They both agreed that this thing lived, quote, in a hole in the air between two oak trees that just refused to grow, an area my sister refuses to play in. Those oak trees have been the same size since I was probably five years old, and I'm 33 now. They're still the same size. Keep those trees in mind. It gets weird. So shortly after my friend moved out about a year later, my girlfriend and her daughter moved in. After about six months, her daughter started complaining about the same thing. She was scared to tell us at first. She would come in and wake us up, and we figured it was just her being scared of the dark. She was around six years old at the time. One morning, while we were getting her ready for school, she started quietly telling her mom about it. I could tell she was embarrassed and didn't want to talk about it. I was making coffee, and it stopped me dead in my tracks. I stopped and squatted down and talked to her and smiled to try to ease her worry and got her talking about it. She straight up called it the Grinch, like that was its name. She said it just walked around her bed saying mean stuff to her, never touched her or anything. I asked her what kind of mean stuff, and she said, quote, He walks back and forth and says bad words and calls me fat piggy and dumb little girl, in other words I'm not supposed to say. It freaked me out super bad. I started texting my sister about it, and I would have contacted my cousin too, but she is estranged from most of the family at this point. So I, my sister and I talk about it, and it's the same thing my sister experienced. We put up crosses in the house. I salted the doors and saged the house. It apparently subsided after that. So one or all of these must have worked. When I was walking her to the bus stop for school a couple months later, she pointed at the area between the two oak trees that won't grow, and she said, quote, that's where the stupid Grinch lives. He can't get me anymore, stupid Grinch. And then she threw a rock at the trees. It was pretty funny, but I got concerned again and started asking her about it. She said that she was fine and she hadn't seen him in a long time. I'm assuming because some of the precautions and warding I did on the house. So I asked what she meant by him living between the trees. She told me, quote, he lives in the air right between them, like when we watched Stargate together. So trying to get more answers before the bus comes, I asked her how she knew that and if she can see him right now. She then looked back at the trees and said, no, he's not here right now. He only comes at night because the sun makes him invisible. So now I ask if I could see him if I tried. She says, no, only girls can see him when you're a boy, so you're not supposed to see him. And then the bus came, and we kind of dropped it after that. But ever since that day, I've gotten weird, unexplainable knocks on my window, particularly when I'm in the shower. My girlfriend at the time, the girl's mom, and I split up several years ago, but I still get the window knocking and weird noises. I'm used to it now because that's just life here. It's always been weird as hell. I also saw Green Man's face once when I was a kid. Interesting. Yep. It says, weird piece of property we got here. And then he edits it. For further reference, my girlfriend's daughter never met my cousin and never talked to my sister about anything like that. So it's not like the idea of the Grinch was planted into her head by them. She says she doesn't even remember it having the outline of the Grinch anymore. She remembers calling it that and knowing what it looked like. But all she vividly remembers is it calling her a little ginger bitch. 
and maybe it's due to growing up, becoming an adult, prioritizing memories. And maybe that's why she can't remember it. And then somebody asks about the green man. The green man came up in the Hellier. Mm-hmm. So then this person writes another post saying... Well, you saw a green man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but this is like the woods green man. Okay. This is different. So then the person responds to that saying, when I was a kid younger than 10, my cousin had come down from West Texas. We were outside playing in the woods behind my grandparents... We must have been playing hide and seek because somehow my cousin and I ended up in a tree together on different limbs. I live in a swampy kind of area, so most of our trees are not straight upright. They look like trees from the old Swamp Thing movies. My sister is horrible at the seeking part of hide and seek. (laughs) We were up in that tree for a while. It was funny, and then it got boring. After a while, I kind of zoned out looking at a tree, just waiting to get caught, and in the leaves of the next tree over, I saw a man's face appear. I got a little apprehensive at first, but then I figured it was just my eyes playing tricks. This was around the time that those weird pictures were out where you cross your eyes and it reveals a hidden figure, so I thought maybe I was just doing that. Having shifted my vision, I now focus my eyes on another tree, and I once again see the man's face. Eyes, ears, scruffy beard, everything. And then I got a little spooked again, and right at the moment that I got spooked, this face smirked at me. That was enough for me. I blew that popsicle stand quick. I ran about half a mile home without stopping. My cousin and my sister caught up with me later and asked me what that was all about. I told them while crying and expecting to get teased. And I did by my cousin. But my sister just said, no, that's the green man and she sees him all the time. She said he's nice. For those who don't know what the green man is or can't imagine what it looks like, this was way before the internet was super huge, but now you can look up the green man on Google and go see images. The first few images is basically what I saw and what my sister saw, and she still sees all the time, apparently. I'm Googling it. I don't know what it means to see her. There are a lot of theories, some good, some more menacing, but my sister and I both had different reactions to it. My grandma doesn't believe us about it, so I don't know what to make of this thing. Oh, sure. Yep. Yeah, they, okay, hellier, yes, totally. This thing. So one last one. My wife and I were taking a small vacation trip last October to the Red River Gorge area in Kentucky. After a full day of hiking and grabbing some dinner, we returned to our room to get some sleep. About three in the morning, my wife woke up, saying that she was having severe stomach pains. I, being the dutiful husband I am, got dressed and hopped in the car to run down the road to pick up some stuff to settle our stomach, only to discover that things here shut down right around 10 o'clock for the night. After consulting Google, I found a 24-hour gas station about 30 minutes away and began my drive. After locating the exit, I began to slow down. I was somewhat paranoid of hitting a deer or something, especially since I was in unfamiliar territory. As I turned onto the exit, lo and behold, a deer ran out in front of me. I had time to stop, so I stopped. As I watched the deer cross the road, I noticed something behind it. It was the outline of a man, but there was nothing solid to him. I could see right through him, but I could clearly see his outline. Now I was wide awake, with the deer having startled me, but I have no explanations about what I saw. This figure crossed the road and continued on after the deer. For the rest of the trip, I kept feeling like I was being watched and continued to have uneasy feeling for several days after. Anyway, that's a brief rundown of my run-in with the Glimmer Man. Hmm. So there you go. There it's are, like it was hunting the deer. There, there are a bunch of stories. So. Creepy. What the hell is this thing? You know, like, is this, what do you think? I, mean, I feel like the green man is something totally different. There's it is. some similarities. It is, but, but I just tied that on because of the story about the thing between the trees. But they said that they could see the outline of this mm-hmm. thing in that story. So, for some reason, alien doesn't ring true No, like there's me. the four common things are a military experiment. But then people say, all right, I get the cloaking part, but this thing is like Why jumping distances that it shouldn't, yeah. it's dropping down from 50 foot high in the trees. Mm-hmm. Like, Alyssa's cloaking device makes you a super soldier, too. It feels like a cryptid type thing to me. Yeah. Like, the thing at the military base, 
I could almost see that being a experiment. Experiment, yeah. but it sounds like whatever this is moves so fast, and uh, cloaking technology is out there, but it's not advanced enough. You know, they can cloak stuff, but to have something like uh, wearing something that cloaks it completely is a little ways off yet. We think that we know of. that we know of. <laughs> yeah, but the thing out in the woods, you know. It feels primal. It yeah. feels yeah. animalistic. It doesn't yeah. feel like a human. No, but it feels to me like some kind of cryptid. Like, yeah, it feels like a, like a cryptid of, that uh, has but special. There, there's so many cloaking. things. There's so many. The sightings have so many things in common. Mm-hmm. The the sounds mm-hmm. vanishing. I mean, that's a common thing. And like even the missing four one one stuff. When people come back, they say the sounds disappear. And, and usually animals act that way around yeah. a predator. And because of what I know I've talked about on here the day that Aaron and I were geocaching down by Cleveland by the lake that we walked into that woods and I just felt so uneasy. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't say anything to Aaron, but then Aaron said to me, he's like, dude, I don't feel right in here. Like, I don't want to be in here. Was that by Hicka Park? It was like closer to Manitowoc from Hicka okay. Park. But it was weird. It was a sunny day and it, we just were in this woods and we felt so... We like went mm. to get the cash and then left. We both felt like we were being watched. Weird. That is how I know what this feeling is like because yeah. that's what we felt in the woods that day. And you know, there's there's always like the thing is almost always sitting on a branch, like holding a branch near it, and it's it gets described as praying mantis like a lot. Yeah, either like a bug shape, yeah, or a man yep. shape. Yep. I don't know. So I don't know. I don't. I I feel like if this thing does exist, and it's, there's there's yeah. so many stories of people seeing this thing, right? And this creeps me out. You know, it's like not it's only really creepy. not only now do you have to, you know, most most of the time you could feel okay being in the woods during the day, but now if this thing is cloaked, right, you never know if it's around you or not, right? You know, but this is a thing. So this is one of those topics that I want to keep an eye on and have like another episode about because I'm fascinated with the idea of the Glimmer Man, even mm-hmm. though I hate the name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, my guess is that it's some kind of cryptid. I agree. But I, I've always felt like if Bigfoot does exist, it's like a portal thing. That's mm-hmm. why we're not always seeing it. That's why there's no bodies because it comes through this portal for a little bit and then goes back through the portal and like is gone interdimensional. again. Interdimensional. And I could totally see this being something interdimensional right. like that that yeah. comes here. You know, like there's no, you know, somebody said, well, there's really no accounts of this thing killing anybody, but it's like. How do you know? know of. Yeah, it's like how do you know <laughs> right. that this thing hasn't killed someone? Right. You know, and these they people just... that these people that do go missing from the woods, who's not to say that they are they're lured out by this thing mimicking a girl a woman or, or a baby, baby and they follow it's this so thing creepy. and they, they get grabbed and taken through a portal. Right. You know. That's why they're never found again. No. So I, I just think this is like utterly fascinating, it but is. I don't know what else to say about it. You know, yeah. it kind of is what it is. All and we have to go off of our stories. Yeah, all we have to go. But there's so many of them. And now mm-hmm. that there's that whole subreddit devoted to them, I'm going to keep an eye on this. I do have stories in here that I didn't get to. So we'll talk about them at a different time. But for now, that is the Glimmer Man. Mm, I like it. Super creepy. Very creepy. Don't ever want to run into it. Mm-mm. Uh, I'm not sure if you'd know if you did anyway. The image of this fa- this person hunched over like yeah, a wolf, like howling back to instead that. of howling at the moon. It's a woman's crying, voice calling saying, for help. help. I'm lost. Mm-mm. That that stays with me. I mean, yes, it does. That's creepy. So there you go. There's mm-hmm. the glimmer man. What little we know about him. Yeah. On to song choices. Sure. Okay. I did two again. Chris, okay. Chris is now doing it. I'm gonna recommend a show though. Oh, recommend it. Um, if you have Netflix, I highly recommend Lock and Key. 
So the premise is it's the Locke family, L-O-C-K-E, and they live in Key House, and there's a, it's this whole thing about magical keys. So it's sort of like this mix between, I mean, it's mostly about these kids. So I don't know, it's just, it's got a great storyline, and I like the way it's, you know, shot, and it, it was just good. I finished season two just this week, and um, definitely, actually, the last episode is called Cliffhanger, so I'm hoping there's a season three coming, but... It's fun, it's creepy, it's suspenseful, and sort of whimsical all at the same time. Cool. I wish I could get Netflix. I do have access to Netflix, thanks to friends and family I think and you'd stuff. like it. I probably would. Um, so my song choices, I'm going nostalgia. I'm going back to the 90s for one of these and early 2000s for one of these. And these are both songs that I have like on various mixed stuff for myself or I'm listening to it and I'm like oh my god I forgot but this first song is I think it was a hit I think it was like their one and only hit but the first song that I'm gonna uh for my song choice is the song by the band Our Lady Peace and the song is called Somewhere Out There this is one of those songs that it's not you the don't, song it, from that movie not, no it's not the slow <laughs> with the mouse yeah that one Fievel or whatever his name was yeah. no but this is one of those songs that like everybody forgets about. And then once you hear it, you're like, holy crap, this was a really good song. Mm. But it is the song Somewhere Out There by the band Our Lady Peace and just a couple YouTube comments that I really like. Uh, One user writes, I was homeless in 11th grade when this came out. I would sit down on the beach at night crying, praying, just listening to this song. I made it. Somebody else writes, and I love this one. I love, love, love this one because we all have songs that make us feel like this. This song is doing something weird to me. It's more than just nostalgia. It's reminding me of who I was and what ideals I used to have. Right now, I feel like the world has broken me into a mold and I'm lashing out. Not violently lashing, but I'm just not myself anymore. But this song makes me want to fight back and be who I am. Hmm. So I love that comment. Yeah. Somebody else writes, Dude, I've been looking for this song for about six years. All I could remember was this music video and the feeling that I got when I listened to this song. So happy I found it. Never thought I'd hear it again. And somebody else writes, I just actually heard this song now for the first time, and wow, definitely my new anthem. It's everything that's going on at this time in my life. Beautiful. So that is the song, Somewhere Out There by Our Lady Peace. Do you think I'll recognize it? You will. Okay. I think once you start playing, like it, it was played on MTV, it got radio play. Okay. Our Lady Peace is such a good band and that was like their only hit and mm. their songs are so good. So that is my first pick, Somewhere Out There by Our Lady Peace. And my second pick is one of those songs, like I don't know why I like this song so much, but this is one of those songs that you forget about and then when you hear it one day, you're like, oh my God, I love this song. It is the song Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth with Money in My Hand (laughs) by the Primitive Radio Gods. Okay. And this, I was, for the longest time, this, their video for the song was not on YouTube and it finally is back up there now. And I love this video and I don't know why. Hmm. I mean, it's not a really exciting video, but I just absolutely love this video. So I'm going to post the video. It is Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth with Money in My Hand. You'll know this song when you hear it too. Um, some of the comments about this song, YouTube user writes, thank you so much for posting this. I was looking for this video a while back and I didn't know if there was a music video for this song, if I was even remembering it right. I remember it vividly when it came out. It was like a mini film and it was so meditative and beautiful. And I really appreciate you taking the time to put this back up. 
Another user writes, and just like that, I'm back on the bus heading home from school, head resting on the window, staring out into the world and all my preteen angst. And it's raining. <laughs> and then somebody else writes, dental gas knockout with this playing in their audio system. I felt like I was tripping. It's such a crazy mix. I'll never forget this song. And, and somebody else writes, to all of us that grew up on this music, welcome to your midlife crisis. <laughs> but it's such That's a good funny. song. And I actually, I wish I still, I knew where I found it. But there was like a psychological explanation of why this song is so good. Hmm. Because it's not that great of a song, but it's like a repetition thing. Mm. And then there's Something the part, the there's the part that together. everybody knows where it's a, a sample of B.B. King singing, I've been downhearted baby. Mm. And then it goes throughout the song, but then at the end of the song, the singer sings that part. So it's almost like they switch parts. Mm. And there was an article I read that said psychologically that's why this song works so good is because you're waiting for the part where the guy the sings closure. it so you can sing along with it. Oh, interesting. But I love this song. This is just such a good song. It is Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth with Money in My Hand by Primitive Radio Gods. All right. So those are my song picks for this week. Hopefully, those are tongue twisters. Hopefully you like them. Do you have the pickle joke book? I brought there? it home because oh, remember I took right. the stickers for Todd, our listener that's that won our right. armchair treasure hunt that I still have not yet sent out or <laughs> gift to that I will. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Krista will read from the good joke book. Yeah, the good joke book. Um, let's see. I can never remember where we left off. Okay. Well, I have a piece of taffy. Why was the king only a foot tall? Why? Because he was a ruler. Oh my God. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Do we have questions? Oh, shoot. We have time for two quick questions. Okay. I want a piece of taffy. <laughs> you saw me eating it. Yep. Our awesome listener and friend Carl Wagner sent in a bunch. What's so up, I'm Carl? just going to take... Okay. I'm, I'm just going to take one of them, and then we're, I do have another one that was actually sent to QRQOOH or whatever it is. Laura. I'll do two of his because they're quick. Okay. He sent, would you rather have to eat nothing but dunder salts for an entire Ugh. year or Mexican candy for an entire year? Mexican candy, hands down. Easy. I'm going with dunder salts. Oh, you're crazy. Because I don't want spicy. And our Mexican mm. candy has been surprisingly spicy. Another quick one, would you rather be trapped in the Matrix universe or in the Lord of the Rings universe? Lord of the Rings, 100%. Yeah, I'm going to go with you too. I'm going to go with that too. Because if I can live in Hobbiton, thank you. <laughs> And our last question, it should be pretty easy. Congratulations on making it six season, you guys. Or congratulations on making it two six seasons, you guys. My question, when you started the podcast, did you think you were going to make it to six seasons? Oh, my God, no. No. I'm surprised we got through season one. I am, too. I did not I did not think that we would still be doing this six or five seasons later. Mm-hmm. I did not think that people were going to listen. I didn't think people were going to find it. Mm-hmm. So no, none of this. You know, I wonder if we got to the end of season one and nobody was really listening, would we have kept going? I don't know. I don't. I think we would have just because we knew our friends were listening and you and I like talking about this kind of stuff. Even some of our friends weren't listening in the beginning. No. <laughs> so, and some of our even... friends that were listening aren't anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I definitely did not think we were. I did not make think we would be long. doing this. What is this? Four, four years later. Right. I think you know, we started in 2017. Like when I was driving here today. I forget that we started at the school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of forget that we I was were thinking about it this morning. That we were recording at the school, and like we were still recording there when the pandemic started because I remember people were wearing masks yes. there. Yeah. So but it's just so weird to me to think of that. That that was like it doesn't seem that long ago, but that was long ago. It was that we were recording at the school and hearing. We remember hearing weird noises. Yeah. Um, 
So did I think we would be still doing this five seasons later? Mm-mm. No. Or have the family that we have now, yes. the community I mean, that we have now. This is all like still a shock to mm-hmm. us. Like it's still it's still one of those things that I can't wrap my head around. And when I do think about it, I try not to because it right. freaks me out a little bit. Totally. So no, I did not think we would be, but agreed. Damn, I'm glad we are. Yeah, me too. You know, Chris and I would still be like we are. To, I mean, we'd still be super close. We just yeah. wouldn't be doing the podcast. But we love that you guys became our family through mm-hmm. this. So absolutely, not expected. But that's why it. we keep doing it. Yep, really. I love that it happened. Yeah. So I think that's it. I am going to throw some deets at you. You can email us at thestrainsessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strain Session without the final S. Krista does a great job on Instagram at The Strain Sessions. You can send postcards and snail mail to The Strain Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Mantauk, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. And you can call our lonely phone line at 920-443-9602. And for those of you that were listening for our coffee subscribers that were listening to our pre-show banter, I'm just going to say it to say it. Like and subscribe. <laughs> We've never, <laughs> yeah, we, we have never, never we have that. never said that. I don't think we have. No. So, and rate uh, us rate if us. you want. It's just so weird to say. <laughs> I'm not even sure where you do that, but uh, <laughs> it feels so weird for us to say that. We'll probably never say it again. Like and subscribe. Rate us. And all that good, all that stuff. good stuff. That's the only time we're going to say that. Yep. I just wanted to get it out. We off were my joking chest. about how we never yeah, ever just say wanted that. to get it out of my system. So now it's out. Just keep loving us. Yeah, because we love you. We do. So from Krista and I, in the old school, no. Oh, I was thinking about the school. I got to thinking about the school (laughs) from the strange cellar. Until next time, stay stay strange. strange.